happy Wednesday! I know we normally post on Tuesdays, but this week was a little bit busier than expected, so I'm actually recording this on a Tuesday and we're posting it on a Wednesday. So, happy Wednesday! Next week I will be going back to posting on Tuesdays per usual, but this week we are just going to be chatting on Wednesday. But I hope you guys have had a really great start to the new year. I hope you feel energized and ready to see what 2022 has in store. I'm excited to see just how things will be different than 2020 and 2021. I think, you know, some things will be the same, some things will change. So it'll be nice to see just how the world shifts as well as how God will work in our lives this year. But I hope you guys had a really fun New Year's celebration. I had a really fun time. We went over to my brother's house, we played some games, and then we just rang in the New Year. It was a blast. Very fun. And that's actually my God's got you moment of the week just hanging out with friends family enjoying the celebration celebrating the year we just had and looking forward to what the next year has in store Uh, but today's topic for this episode is all about kind of the post-grad struggles and kind of things that um, we girls uh, kind of go through and I've been talking to a lot of my friends about this idea of kind of that post-grad identity crisis or kind of the struggles you know mentally that we go through when we graduate college and trying to just figure out what adulthood looks like i have some friends that um you know graduated back this last may and then i graduated um or spring 2020 and i have friends that also graduated spring 2020 so mainly in 2020 and 2021 so you know pretty recent college grads and what i've seen is that throughout the time of graduation after a few months after graduation, it hits a point where something kind of happens and you just get kind of overwhelmed with everything you have to do. You get overwhelmed with different, you know, anxious things. You get overwhelmed with different thought patterns that you have previously had and you realize, oh my gosh, I have so many things to shift and you just kind of realize how much you have to work on. Whether that's personally and your mindset or whether, you know, how much you literally have to work in your job to get to where you want to be or how hard you have to work to pay your bills but also save money. There's just so many things to work on when you graduate college and that's not including trying to work on making time for friends and family, trying to make sure you have time to recharge, trying to find time to cook and meal prep and work out and all these things, you know, finding time to... You spend time with loved ones. I mean, there's just so many things that you have to work on. All positive things, but when you only have a set amount of time in the day and when everything is brand new, it could just really get stressful. And I feel like I've seen in myself and a lot of my friends, it hits a few months after graduation where you just uh, feel like things are going a million miles an hour and it could be hard for you to catch a breath. So today's podcast episode... It's going to be about kind of three ways that I've been trying to handle this post-grad transition. But of course, before we dive into that, we're going to be having our little intro topics. So this week's quote of the week I actually found on Google. Um, It has to do with the idea that diamonds are made under pressure. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit of an excerpt about how diamonds are made because I saw a quote about diamonds being made under pressure and then I did some science behind how natural diamonds are made and it's crazy. And the main point of it is beautiful things can come out of hard challenges. They really can. 
But within the challenge, it can be very difficult to keep pushing. But having the faith and the hope that things will work out if you learn about yourself, you learn life lessons, you're patient, you trust in God, good things will come out of the the post-grad struggle that could be hard. They, it will come, come out in a beautiful way. You just have to push through, just like a diamond pushes through the pressure. So one of the quotes that I really love is, I don't know who said it, it's on Google, I wish I knew, but it doesn't show me the author. Uh, but the quote says, On the difficult days, when the world is on your shoulders, remember that diamonds are made under the weight of mountains. And this quote kind of sums up, I'd say, the post-grad struggle, trying to understand all of these new things and redefining yourself, but knowing that after you go through the hard transitions, you're going to be such a hard worker, you're going to feel so much more confident in yourself, you'll have so much more patience for all the things in your life, work, family and friends, balancing you know, your lifestyle, you're going to have so much more patience, more joy, you just have to figure out the right flow. And so, you know, the days when the world is on your shoulders, just remember that beautiful things have been made from pressure before, and that will happen to you. So that's the quote of the week. I I hope you enjoy it. And now I kind of want to dive into the journal prompt of the week. So just to kind of go back to last week's journal prompt, the journal prompt was what struggles do you want to turn into strengths? And for me, I shared a handful of struggles I want to turn into strengths. I hope that you guys were able to write some down and and think about them and kind of run through that exercise of how to do it. Um, So that was last week's journal prompt of the week. And then this week's is actually a twofold question. So the first question is what pressure is on your shoulders right now? And then the second question is how will you turn that pressure into a diamond? So I would love to hear what you guys have to say. I know that's a little bit more on the metaphorical side, but I'd love to kind of hear maybe, you know, what things you're going through and how you specifically want to turn that into a diamond. This is a little similar to last week's podcast episode about looking at your strengths and figuring out an action step of how to turn it into a strength. We're not going to share an exercise like that in today's podcast episode because like I said, it's really similar to last week's, but you could still use that same exercise. But I'd love to just hear, you know, what pressure's on your shoulders and how do you want to use that pressure for good? So that's the journal prompt of the week. Now I want to dive into the favorite of the week. And I heard some really good songs at church this last Sunday. They were beautiful. I wanted to share one with you all today as the favorite of the week, and I will link it in the show notes below. But the song is called Tethered by Phil Wickham. And some of my favorite lyrics that I heard in church uh, last Sunday read, Everything I am, I throw into your hands. I just want my life to ever be entwined with you, tethered to your heart. I just want my soul to ever stand in awe of you, tethered to your heart. And I think that these lyrics definitely go hand in hand with today's podcast episode topic because when we're going under that pressure and that weight and trying to navigate this post-grad life, it's important for us to know that as believers, we are tethered to God. He is connected to us. Our lives can be entwined with God. And when we entwine our lives with God, it's less stressful. It's less worrisome and burdensome. Of course, there's still going to be that pressure. Of course, there's still going to be hard times and we're going to still make mistakes. But when our lives are entwined with God, we have that comfort knowing that he's walking with us through this transition. And What's beautiful about this too, and this is a really good um, conviction for me, 
when this says, I just want my soul to ever stand in awe of you. And the reason this convicts me is that I've realized something that's come out of my post-grad transition is that when I'm stressed, when I'm impatient, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm irritated, when I have a lot going on, it's easy for me to lose perspective. And this is something I'm working on, something I've realized out of navigating this adulthood life. And it's easy to lose perspective and sometimes lose the awe of God and his goodness and how much he loves us and his forgiveness and all the blessings he's given us. It can be really easy to lose that awe. But I want my heart to ever stand in awe of Jesus. I don't want to be so caught up in the daily things that I don't have perspective on how great God is. And so this this song just has so many great truths to it, whether it's convicting, whether it's comforting. Please go and listen to it. It's in the show notes below. And I, I think it's a, a really good song to listen to. So now we're going to be diving into the God's Got You statement for this podcast episode. Is God's got you because he is tethered to you. He is connected to you. We were made in the image of God, meaning that God's image is on us. He's in our very soul, in our being. And because he is connected to us, because he is tethered to us, we are not alone. God's got us because even though we're walking through this transition and there are so many unknowns, God knows all. He knows what the next decision we should make. He knows what next step we should make. He knows what the right thing to do is. He knows how we should think. He knows what mindset we should have. Because he created you uniquely, he knows what you need. He knows how your personality works. He knows what struggles to turn into strengths. And even though you may not know what's going on or why you're feeling this way, God knows And he will use this pressure and turn it into a gift, into a blessing, into a diamond. And so understanding that God is connected to you means so much to me. And I hope it means that much to you because it shows that we don't have to fear because we're not alone because God's with us. And there's this Bible verse. It's from Psalm chapter 118. It's actually two verses, five through six. And it says, out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me. set me free. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? I love when it says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. When we have our almighty God on our side to help us through these life things, to help us through the big and the small, we should not fear because we literally have the creator of the universe on our side and with him, we can overcome anything. And so what I really want to challenge you is because you are automatically connected and tethered to God as a believer, you are are connected to God. He's your father. You have that relationship. Reach out to him. Pray to him. Ask him for help. Ask him when you're distressed and say, hey God, I'm actually struggling right now. Please help me because you're already connected to him and you can just pray to him and ask for guidance. So that's the God's got you statement of the week. I I hope that... um, It's encouraging and uplifting, and I'm excited to kind of dive into the couple of ways that I've been able to navigate this post-grad transition and pretty much the anchor points that give me strength and give me clarity in making decisions. Of course, there have been times in my post-grad transition where I have not handled things well. I've gotten too overwhelmed. I have not been the nicest person. I have not made the best decisions. I have made mistakes. Not all points in this journey have been handled well. 
but I've learned from the mistakes. I am still learning from my mistakes. And there are certain decisions that I made and I'm glad I made them because it helped me push through. And so I'm just really gonna be sharing life lessons and things that I'm glad I did, as well as a couple things I wish I did sooner. So number one, when it comes to the uh, post-grad transition, the biggest life lesson I learned is that if you do not put God first in your day, your day will not go that well. Growing up, my mom always told me this. She said when she didn't start her day with Bible study or you know say some prayers to God and just talk to him, her day did not go as well. And of course, that made sense because when you talk to your creator, you feel more connected and more calm in the day. But I really now understand what she was saying. Being an adult, being out of college, having a job, paying my own bills, trying to balance everything. When you don't start your day off talking to your creator, your sustenance, the the God that gives you life, your day is not going to go as well because you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to feel like you don't have as much direction. And usually at least for, for me, when I don't start my day off with God, it's probably because I'm either rushed or I'm putting something ahead of him. And starting the day off like, like that does not add, make a great day and does not add to your day. So I would say the biggest life lesson I've learned is when I'm putting God first in the morning, whether it's a five-minute Bible study or I talk to him and write my journal for 20 minutes, whatever it is, as long as it starts with him, it literally goes so much better. And that's something that I just don't want to take for granted. The past couple of weeks, I kind of got off my quiet time with God game and I was, I was a little stressed. And so the past couple of days, I've gotten back on the horse and I feel better because I feel like I'm actually giving time to the Lord, which we should. So that's the the first thing that's helped me. And if you're trying to figure out kind of what to do for your quiet time with God, there are so many different things you could do and it can be really overwhelming trying to figure out what's the perfect Bible study and what's the best way to pray. But honestly, uh, what's helped me the most is I just get out my journal. I write down three things I'm grateful for. I write down an, an intention. If I have time and I remember, I write down a sweet moment to reflect on all the sweet things happening. And then I read the verse of the day. I read a chapter from the Bible that Aaron and I are reading so we kind of go through the different chapters so I read one chapter from Aaron and I's Bible study and then recently I've been reading a chapter from Psalms and then I say a little prayer and that takes about 20 minutes 15 minutes sometimes and um, that's what I do it's simple it's easy it doesn't have to be crazy but just doing something where you're taking deep breaths and you're connecting with God it's so great and honestly I'm not perfect at it. Some days when I'm praying, I kind of doze off a little or my brain just kind of wanders around. I have to pull myself back to God. So of course, it's not going to look perfect when you wake up early to hang out with the Lord. But that just really, really helps me. And I, that's the first thing, honestly, that's, that helps with the post-grad struggle. Because if you're really going through something, whether it's an argument, a mistake, a trial, something you're stressed about, you need that tie with him to recharge. So when life's going great and you're happy, you could think, oh, I don't need as much time with him, I'm good. But the more time you spend with him when you're good could help you have strength to handle the hard times when you really, really need him. So the second thing that's helped me in my post-grad transition is by setting thresholds. And I mentioned in a different podcast episode that I would talk about this idea. And I really want to talk about it here. I thought of doing a whole separate podcast episode about it, but I think I'll just mention it here. And if I if I want to expand more, I will. But what I mean by thresholds is setting yourself kind of low expectation goals 
not in a negative way, but just setting some checkpoints, telling yourself, if I meet these things, I know that I've met my personal mark. A trait that I have that I've realized is that I, I don't feel good enough a lot of the time. I don't feel like I'm doing enough, which is extremely normal. I think a lot of people go through this. But something I've found that's helped is I figure out, okay, what things can I do in my day where if I get these things done or if I get most of them done, I feel like I've done enough. What are those things? And so setting those checkpoints for me helps me relax more, helps me be more flexible, helps me de-stress. Because if you have the all or nothing mentality, you will never be flexible and you will be terrible to be around. You are not going to be nice. You're going to be irritated and impatient and stressed out. So when you have your little checkpoints and you complete some of them or most of them or all of them, you're able to relax a little more. So for me, my checkpoints are you know, doing some type of Bible study in the day, preferably in the morning, whether it's, you know, when I say Bible study, I mean quiet time. I kind of use those terms interchangeably, whether it's just reading the verse of the day and writing down a couple things in my journal and saying a two minute prayer to God, or maybe it's my full kind of routine. I just want to do some sort of quiet time in the day, preferably in the morning. Another checkpoint I have is trying to eat three meals a day. That helps me have energy, that helps me not get starving, that helps me make sure I'm just taking care of myself, so eating enough and having time to eat. I would say another checkpoint is prep, preparing my food, kind of meal prepping, whether it's throwing something in the air fryer the night before, getting everything in you know, my Tupperware and stuff, or whether it's doing it in the morning. Having some sort of snacks or meals ready for the office is a checkpoint that I wouldn't say I have it written down somewhere, but it's just something I realized those are things that help me stay eating, help me, help me have energy. I'd say another type of checkpoint that isn't something that I have rigid in stone and written down, but something I've just realized helps me is trying to have the dishes done before I go to bed. They don't have to be dried and put away, but just have them clean and kind of laying by the sink. Um, Oddly enough, I don't use my dishwasher. I just hand wash all my dishes just because I hate emptying the dishwasher. And for some reason, emptying the ones on the counter is better than emptying the ones in the dishwasher um but I've just realized that one thing that calms me down is just having the dishes done before I go to bed most of the time and then another checkpoint that as far as cleaning goes that also helps me feel kind of relaxed and calm is just having my bathroom counter cleaned off this is something that I didn't really realize was a checkpoint but now as I'm thinking about it it's something that helps me feel like my apartment is more clean when my bathroom counter doesn't have you know makeup everywhere and stains everywhere just when it's you know clean and pretty much cleared off for for the most part so the bathroom the kitchen quiet time and meal prepping those are things that if I get those done I feel like things are pretty good of course I would love to make my bed every morning but that doesn't always happen But those are just some checkpoints in my day that helps a lot. And I kind of think to myself, as long as I meet those thresholds the majority of the time, I could be flexible with other things because I know I've met those little check marks. That's the second thing. Have little thresholds or check check marks for yourself so that you feel like you're doing enough. All right, the last tip that has helped me significantly in my post-grad transition is look at your weaknesses from a place of having the opportunity to self-improve. Now, as you grow up, as you become an adult, you're going to realize the things you like about yourself and the things you don't like about yourself. And if you're a perfectionist or an achiever, you're really, really going to focus on the things you don't like about yourself because you want to fix those things and be a good person and be better. But there are just traits that you'll realize you don't like about yourself that you'll want to change, but it's hard to change the way you are 
after you've been the way you are for 22 or 23 years. So I'd say when you're trying to become the person you want to be, when you want to be better, when you want to be nicer, when you want to make less mistakes, all these things, look at it from a place of, wow, I have so much to improve on. That's amazing I have my whole life to improve. That's amazing that I've realized these things I want to improve on instead of me just ignoring them or not seeing them at all. There are so many good aspects of seeing, oh, I don't like being this way. I don't like this thing that I do or this way that I think. Let's change it so I can be the person I want to be. And the fact that we have the room right now in our lives to do that is amazing. And even as you grow up and get married and have kids and all that stuff, you'll always be improving yourself. And so one thing that I've learned is that one hard thing in the post-grad lifestyle I've seen in myself and my friends too is there's certain things that we don't like about ourselves that we want to change. And so instead of getting down on ourselves and being mad at ourselves and just you know, being really hard on ourselves, take a moment, realize there's place for improvement, and then make a game plan on how to improve. Whether it's reframing your thoughts or whether it's taking time to figure out how to calm down so you're more patient and less irritated. Whatever you want to work on, figure out a game plan and stick with it. And when you mess up on the game plan, take a step back, realize that you messed up, and move on. It's a lot of moving on and keeping going instead of staying stuck on the negative parts of who you are. So those are kind of the three main tips that have helped me a lot in this post-grad transition. And I hope that these tips help you. If you have tips that you want to share that have helped you in your post-grad transition, or maybe, you know, back when you transitioned from high school to college, if you're a younger listener, if you have any tips that helped you at that transition, please share them too, because I would love to hear. And I think it'd be great to share on this podcast so that we could all lift one another up together. So before we close out the podcast episode today, I want to share a little bit about the science behind how diamonds are formed. And as I was reading this, I thought that it applied so well to this episode, like I said earlier. So I'm just going to read part of this article from the Smithsonian Magazine. And it starts off talking about how diamonds are formed and then it dives into how the diamonds travel to the surface of the earth. So in the first part, when it talks about how diamonds are formed, it of course says that the earth's core is extremely hot. It is made from heat and pressure. It says diamonds are formed deep within the earth about 100 miles or so below the surface in the upper mantle. Obviously, in that part of the earth, it's very hot. There's a lot of pressure and the weight of the overlying rock bears down so that the combination of high temperature and high pressure is what's necessary to grow diamond crystals in the earth. And then it talks about, you know, as far as we know, all diamonds that formed in the earth formed under those kinds of conditions. So then it talks about, well, how did they travel to the surface of the earth? And it says, the diamonds that we see at the surface of the earth are ones that are brought to the surface by a very deep-seated volcanic eruption. It's a very special kind of eruption, thought to be quite violent, that occurred a long time ago in the earth's history. It said that we haven't seen such eruptions in recent times. They were probably at a time when the earth was hotter, and that's probably why those eruptions were more deeply rooted. And so that's how diamonds are formed and brought to the earth. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Diamonds are formed with immense pressure and heat. And then all of a sudden there's an explosion and diamonds are there. Oh my goodness. And that's very similar, I think, to the process that we girls are going through right now in the post-grad struggle. Um, There's pressure, there's heat, it's intense. And then all of a sudden it's just going to feel like it's so overwhelming And then we'll learn so much about ourselves, we'll become better people, we'll become closer to God, more reliant on Him, 
and there will be blessings there will be diamonds i just want to say that just how diamonds are formed under pressure they come to the surface of the earth through a major explosion and right now you're probably traveling through a transition where it's difficult it's hard the explosion is happening there's heat there's pressure but right when you feel like it's getting too much you're going to get over the the hurdle you're going to get over the bump and you're going to feel a lot better and be a lot more strong for the things that you overcame. So thank you so much for listening. I am very excited for all of the upcoming podcast episodes for the new year. I hope you enjoyed this one. If you have episode ideas or suggestions, please let me know. Either DM them to me or email them to me. All that contact info will be in the show notes below. But with that being said, have a great week and never forget that girl, God's got you.